today we're going to be in continuing in our series, the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. We've been going through uh, this book chapter by chapter for a um, couple, couple years. Um, I know the, that pastor's class is going through the purple book, so we'll, uh, you'll hear something a little bit different today, but that's, that's great. I'm sure you will... Uh, You'll learn, learn something, and hopefully it'll be a good discussion. So we're going to talk about chapter 14, Saving uh, Faith. If you have your little books, it's going to be uh, page 32. And let's get started in prayer. Today, Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you again this day. We celebrate mothers, and uh, we just thank you and praise you for just all the moms uh, represented here today, and uh, whether they be... Uh, just moms, uh, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, um, we thank you and praise you for them and what they have uh, meant in our lives, and we just uh, pray that uh, they, would, they would feel honored and honored today and have a, a great uh, day of relaxing and enjoyment with uh, family and friends. And uh, again, just bless this time as we uh, go through your word. And we just thank you and praise you uh, in advance also for uh, pastor's message this morning um, at the 1030 service. And again, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. So again, today's uh, chapter is chapter 14, uh, Saving Faith. We're only going to cover the first paragraph today. I'm going to read all three paragraphs just so everyone can kind of hear the full chapter. I think that's, that's important. So we'll cover uh, paragraphs two and three next week, and then we'll kind of see where we go. Today's may be a little bit short, but that's okay. We may have a few, time, a few minutes of fellowship, but then again, maybe we'll take up the full Sunday school hour. But either way, that, that's fine. But it was, it was going to be too tough to kind of get into more than paragraph one, and then so it's a good, uh, good stopping point. So I'm going to read from the... The, the more modern English book, paragraphs 1, 2, and 3, chapter 14, Saving Faith. And just a reminder, too, uh, Mike, in the last few weeks, covered chapter 13, Sanctification, and he brought up the, the key points of uh, positional sanctification, progressive, as we continue to walk with God, and then perfect sanctification, when we will be with Christ face-to-face and celebrating Him with perfect bodies, and no, no more sin, no more tears. So that's a great, great thing to look forward to. Now let's talk about saving faith. Paragraph 1. The grace of faith enables the elect to believe so that their souls are saved. It is the work of the Spirit of Christ in their hearts. Faith is ordinarily produced by the ministry of the Word. By this same ministry, and by the administration of baptism and the Lord's Supper, prayer, and other means appointed by God, faith is increased and strengthened. Paragraph 2. By this faith, Christians believe to be true everything revealed in the Word, recognizing it as the authority of God Himself. They also perceive that the Word is more excellent than every other writing and everything else in the world because it displays the glory of God in his attributes, the excellence of Christ in his nature and offices, and the power and fullness of the Holy Spirit 
in his activities and operations. So they are enabled to entrust their souls to the truth believed. They respond differently according to the content of each particular passage, obeying the commands, trembling at the threatenings, and embracing the promises of God for this life and the one to come. But the principal act of saving faith focuses directly on Christ, accepting, receiving, and resting upon Him alone for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. And then paragraph 3. This faith may exist in varying degrees so that it may be either weak or strong. Yet even in its weakest form, it is different in kind or nature, like all other saving graces, from the faith and common grace of temporary believers. Therefore, faith may often be attacked and weakened, but it gains the victory. It matures in many to the point that they attain full assurance through Christ, who is both the founder and perfecter of our faith. So again, you can kind of see where next week we're going to kind of be going into the, into the, really, the really detailed uh, things of scripture and, and uh, faith and belief. So that look forward to that next week. But today, again, we're just going to cover paragraph one. You could all turn to Hebrews 11.1. 1. We'll be going through a number of other scriptures, but let's start here. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the the conviction or evidence of things not seen. So that verse should be very familiar to all of us. We went over it in detail when Pastor was covering uh, Hebrews in the morning service. Uh, So definitely one of the the key verses on faith in the Bible. So faith is... A high summary, the conviction of the truth of the gospel. So I want to talk about um, an an Old Testament word that was similar to faith, aman, A-M-A-N. And that that was to regard something as true or reliable. And as we go into the uh, New Testament, um, faith is described as believing that. Believing that. And that should that phrase should be familiar because it, it is in many uh, passages of Scripture. Believing that. Believing that. And that is knowing something that is true and having your eyes opened to reality. So believing something that is true and knowing, er, knowing something that is true having your eyes open to reality. So we know when we do come to know Christ. And again, it's all, and we'll get into this over and over again, it is not our work, but Christ. Christ's work of grace. And again, chosen before the foundation of the world. Um, but we have that, our eyes open to reality and the knowledge that Scripture is the basis and is 
all truth. And again, Hebrews 11, now faith is, 11.1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So assurance and conviction. And then we ha- at that time we have commitment, the act of entrusting ourselves to Christ. But again, it is Christ's work of grace to us, not something that we do. And again, we'll see it in the scriptures that we cover today, that it is focused on what Christ's work has done, not what we do. But he has opened our eyes. He has given us the faith to trust him and to fully trust his word. Any, any comments on that? You don't have to have any comments, but just kind of the opening. Well, I think one of the best uh, scriptures you can think of is we love because he first loved us. You know, it's always that. Um, as the pastor always says that, you know, God condescended and came down um, and, you know, he came to us, you know, and uh, that's why I think it's, it's, it's always hard when you look at that, that battle of people saying, no, you know, I chose. Well, the thing is, is that if, if your heart hadn't been opened, and you, you, you know, your heart and your ears almost, if you think about right. it, you wouldn't have the ability to be able to choose anything. Mm-hmm. You would have just went the same way always. Right. You chose to do, you know, simple things all the time. Right, and we see that in, right, in John 3, no one seeks after God, right? No one seeks after righteousness. None is righteous. No, not one. He chose us and gives that, us the ability to have our eyes opened and to believe truly in the scriptures. So let me just read that first phrase again in paragraph one. The grace of faith enables the elect to believe so that their souls are saved. It is the work of the spirit of Christ in their hearts. And faith is ordinarily produced by the ministry of the word. And I, I want to read um, something from uh, John Murray. It came from the, the book that uh, the, the teachers are, are using. Uh, John Murray from Collected Writings. And he says this, Faith must rise to trust and to trust that consists in entrustment to him. In faith there is the engagement of person to person in the inner movement of the whole man to receive and rest upon Christ alone for salvation. So let me read that part. Of the whole man to receive and rest. And I think that's such a great word, to rest upon Christ alone for salvation. That that should give us great comfort, that we can rest in that. It means the abandonment of confidence in our own or any human resources in a totality act of self-commitment to Christ. The abandonment of confidence in our own or something that we could do, but that we, we have that ability to have that, self, that commitment to Christ and that rest in the knowledge that it is in Christ that we have saving faith and that we can trust and that in his word that we can believe it that it is accurate and through the work of the Holy Spirit, again, to, to give us that confidence and that rest that we are saved. So I really like 
like uh, how he kind of laid it out in those two steps. All right, let's go through some uh, some scriptures. Uh, some of them are in the book. Second um, Corinthians four thirteen. Second Corinthians four thirteen. And it says, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. So here we're we're talking about a spirit of faith, the attitude of faith. And again, this is repetition, but it's important. Confidence in faith that Christ has delivered us through God's gift. And then... Kind of playing uh, along with that, God's gift. Again, it's not something that we do. Turn to Ephesians two eight. Ephesians two eight. Someone want to quote that because <laughs> it should be very familiar, right? For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Right, so there we go. By grace you have been saved through faith, not our own doing, but it is through, it is God's gift of grace. And we are required to believe as God has called us out as his elect. Um, So we cannot disobey that calling, right? He has called us to him. And then we, you know, we can talk about the the perseverance of the saints, but we are elect and we cannot re- we believe that call and the truth of that call and the saving faith that we'll have because of that call. And then, Dave, you know, I like, I like how the confession says it too here that it's the grace of faith. You know what I'm saying? Implying that it is something that is an extension, that, that, it, that faith comes as a result of grace, you know? Right. That it's not something that we get grace because of this faith that we have in and of ourselves. Like, you know, like you just mentioned in the verses that you just read, just mentioned that it is part of the gift of grace. Yes, it exactly. It grants us this faith that, that we didn't have before conversion. I, I like how you just said that, right? It, it's part of the grace is the faith, right? And so that confident hope, that trust, that we are ass- the assurance, right? The conviction that we can have. Yeah, can 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 a believer ha- have have doubts, right? I think we all kind of may go through that in in different circumstances. But again, we've got a lot of scripture to give us the confidence. I think of. First John five thirteen. Maybe we'll cover that next next week. Where right that we may know that we have eternal life through God's grace. That's 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 one verse that that has helped to me. Um, you know when you when you when you may have doubts. You know in the early years of of uh, being a believer. Um, and there's so many other verses that give us that uh, assurance. So. When can you uh, turn to Romans ten and verses fourteen and seventeen? Romans ten. 
14 and 17. Yep. But how, how can it form in the who they have not believed? And how can they believe without hearing about them? And how can they hear without preaching? Verse 17. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the message about Christ. So really, 17 kind of gets to the, the, the nuts and bolts and put it, you know, with one verse to have so many, you know, powerful thoughts. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And true faith always comes from the revealed word of God. And then, right, so we talked about that in verse 14. Um, and then in verse 17, we have the message of Christ, which is the gospel. In its very great form. The message of the gospel. One more um, verse in this section. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. So 2 Thessalonians 2.13 But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit, and belief in the truth. Right, so this, this verse covers both chapter 13, that might cover it, and chapter 14. So it covers, covers a lot. But I do like that, you know, to be, God shows you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. And again, God uh, has opened our eyes um, and where we can believe in the truth and the truth of Scripture and the truth of God's grace. Any questions so far? I haven't been, I haven't been in class. Yep, obviously. yep. But if you guys can find, like, when does sanctification actually happen? When does... Hearing or prior to hearing? I'm assuming mine's covered. Yeah, so, so are you talking about the progressive aspect? Yeah. So right away. So like, so I mean, in a confession on sanctification, it focuses on progressive sanctification. That's the, that's now, right? We're, we're now, now we're saved and, mm-hmm. and until God calls us home or, you know, we're ratchet out of here or something like that happens, right? We are constantly being more, growing more conformed into the image of God, that that salvation isn't a potential salvation, that God did give, we are truly new creations in Christ Jesus, so once we are positionally sanctified that God chose us, we're elect, right? He draws us to ourselves, we believe, we're justified, we're adopted, 
right? And then immediately we are in that progressive state where Christ is molding us. God is molding us to be like his son. And it's quicker for some than it is for others. It's, there's certainly a, a, a twofold aspect because there's we need to cooperate with the Spirit, right? We have the Spirit in us, right? Uh, you know, Pastor, he's doing Galatians right now, walk by the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. So there's something on us that we must surrender to the Spirit that is inside of us so that we can <coughs> essentially not sin, right? So I mean, that, that's so it starts immediately. You're saved, boom, you are on that progressive sanctification state until... Our final state in glory. Right. Make any sense? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know what. When does faith actually happen? Before I hear or after I hear? Right? When is my mind opened up? Yeah, yeah. I think God is working on our heart because the Word of God can only be discerned by the Spirit. Yeah. So that work of the Spirit has to happen beforehand, but then it makes sense. Right. Where, that's why that's why I love what it said. Well, I like what you said, Dave, that you know, faith is conviction of the truth of the Gospel. That Gospel is useless if it falls on someone who does not have the Spirit that did that work, yeah. that sanctifying work. It's absolutely, we have people that we know, that we love, loved ones, that you can... Someone can, you know, I used to be like this. I wish this guy would have came to that sermon because he mm, said it right. so perfectly. Perfect. Yep. Like that's going to convince him. Yep. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> the Word of God, the Spirit, must make us born again. And if He doesn't make us born again, it's impossible. Right. There's no faith. For my understanding, that's why we need to be evangelists. Because mm. I don't know who God is working Right. I have no idea. Yes, God elects, but it's if I don't preach. You don't preach. We don't share the gospel. They're never, you know, how is Romans 10, 17, how will, how will they hear? I think it's an important aspect to understand of how God works in salvation. People are, Jesus said the field is white and ready for harvest. If we don't go out, there will be no harvest. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't bear the fruit of the right. harvest. Especially in these last days. You see more than, you know, um, Dan Vecchio is doing a Bible study on Wednesday nights and invited men on his block. It turns out now that their sons are going. He's got three high school students from Heights. Since he's seen something in kids, there's a desire for truth today. Because look at, look at what they're being taught. They know this, this world is upside down. And when you bring truth, I think God is working. I just want to encourage us all to share the gospel. Share the gospel. That's all. No, that... I think that's a perfect transition to the last uh, part of paragraph one. So, we, right, we talked about that, the grace, that grace of faith, the work. Um, by the same ministry and by the administration of baptism and the Lord's Supper, prayer, and not just those two, right? And those are um, elements that, that we do um, to show publicly of our commitment and... Um, to symbolize, right, what the Lord did in the Lord's Supper, but other things, including prayer and other means appointed by God, faith is increased and strengthened. So Luke 17, 5. Luke 17, 5. 
John Thomasetti, you want to read that for us, please? Yes. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. There you go. Increase our faith. Right? And now we're going to go to other, a couple other scriptures to kind of uh, expand on that more. On that more. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Right, and, and again, what the convention says, by, by doing the things appointed by God, prayer, reading scripture, faith is increased and strengthened. And again, we'll, next week we'll get into those, you know, that where paragraph 3 talks about the varying degrees, weak or strong uh, believers. But look, faith is increased and strengthened. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. And then verse 3, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And we know that, right, it is, that goes back to God's gift to us, right? It's His, the work of Christ in us, not something that we do. Tasting that the Lord is good and thanking Him for calling us. Yep. I always think of uh, a person, uh, I mean, obviously we're looking at the spiritual aspect up here, you know, like newborn babies, the longing, the craving. Mm. I think of somebody that, that gets into, uh, uh, I don't want to say, this is going to sound trite for this, but like a hobby. And they're trying to learn everything about it to really get that understanding, to learn their, their, their love, their craft at that moment. And uh, as a Christian, I think one of the biggest things is, is that, you know, we're, so, we're supposed to be able to give a defense hmm. for what we believe. And that's why it's, it's important that we have a love for the Word, um, to truly uh, to sit there and want to crave it, and want to, you know, have that desire to truly embrace ourselves and what God is trying to say to us in the Word so that we would be able to not only be great, you know, uh, quote-unquote evangelists in the sense of being able to evangelize to people, uh, of just sharing our faith, but it's also a ministry unto ourselves. Because again, you know, when you're preaching the gospel to somebody, you're, you're again, it's reassuring yourself of what you're, you're reading, what you believe is true. And that's why I think... Uh, I always sometimes look at you know new believers and, and how they seem to have that hunger and that desire you know to want to learn and and uh, I don't know if this is the right word because obviously it's always painted in a negative light but you almost envy them at that spot because you want to have sometimes we go through that that robotic stage where we do things over and over and it's kind of I don't feel that same thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yet, I want to be like them, you know, that, that whole thing of wanting to just grasp it and, and, and just continue to desire it over and over and over. You know, because again, you know, anybody that's lived in the whole sanctification, you know, going through it, you have peaks and valleys, and there's times when I want to really run through it, and there's other times when I'm like doing it because it becomes like brushing my teeth kind of thing. Mm. You know? mm. <clears throat> So I don't know how like Sean got a copy of my notes this morning, but so I'm, I'm, 
And like, and especially when you said that, that the word I'm going to talk about. So, right, so First Peter 2.2, 2, talking about spiritual growth. He nailed it. Craving for and a delight in God's word. Craving for and a delight in God's word. Uh, Alpha. That example that Sean uh, mentioned, I think it's one of the, uh, I'm not, just correct me if I'm wrong, I think one of the Wesley brothers, uh, they were well-schooled in a seminary. Uh, they were ordained uh, preacher. And uh, one time I think when he was like preaching, he's been preaching for a while, but uh, his sermon actually got into him and it was got him into thinking that and thought that, well, of all these years that he's been preaching, he was not even really saved. Mm. And through that preaching, actually, he himself <laughs> got saved through his preaching. I, I don't know, I, I forgot who, in what, I think one of the Wesley brothers. John Wesley. John Wesley? John, yeah. So it is the Wesley brother. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Alpha. That that's good, right? And then, so thanks, Sean, for nailing the, the point before I said it. Uh, then the last scripture we're going to cover today, Acts 20.32. Acts 20.32. Still hear pages turning, so I'll give it another... Acts 20.32, And now I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The Bible is the source for spiritual growth. And it is the truth. And as Christians, we need to not just trust the Bible, but you use it, right? It's there for us for our benefit, for spiritual growth. And just a couple of a couple of items as we close out uh, the lesson today. Uh, just kind of like in, I guess in summary, maybe I mentioned a couple of those, uh, the points or similar ones. Uh, again, I don't want, I, I can't emphasize more. Faith focuses all the attention on Christ and his grace to us, right? Uh, and it takes it off the individual efforts. And faith makes clear the gracious character of salvation and how important that is, gracious character of salvation. And I just want to close with an example um, just to kind of tie it all together or just kind of, you know, makes it from the Old Testament. Um, In Judges 7-2. Judges 7-2. This is about Gideon and Gideon's army. We all know the, the story, but I think this verse really emphasizes what we've been talking about today. 7-2. Yep. So, again, I'll kind of give you the, the summary of this section. Again, we're familiar with it. Uh, so, Gideon put together this army, um, and then God sent away 22,000, right? Because they did something. Uh, Then another 10,000, and eventually it was Gideon left with 300 men. 
against a much bigger force. So Judges 7-2 said, The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into your hand. Lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. My own hand has saved me. So, God gave Gideon this great miracle so that Israel would not be able to boast. And that's, a, I think, a great reminder of we cannot boast in anything but Christ's grace to us. It's not our... Um, nothing that we can do. God called us out and called us to be separate. And to... Have the word as truth and without error. Any final comments? Well, the fact that God makes it so that I cannot boast is itself a means of belief. Because <coughs> I can't boast, I have to. Right. It has to it increases faith. Yep. Right. Usher. Yeah, Daniel, I think of the exclusiveness to uh, you know, faith is the conviction of the truth of the gospel, right? We have been convicted in the past, at the moment that we got saved, and we're, we're continuing to be conviction. So we're convicted, convicted of this word. Again, just to, just, just, just to wrap up, I think how, how blessed we are. Mm. Like, the world's blind to this. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the spirit that makes this come to life. You know, he's convicted us of this. And, you know, conviction is much different than another word. What's the word that's similar to conviction, but it's not conviction. I can't think of it right now. No. <laughs> Whatever. The bottom line is, look how favored we are. Grace means favor, right? That that's a grace to be convicted of the word of God because conviction always produces something. So, someone can't say they're convicted if it doesn't produce something to follow then it's not true conviction. It might be a little guilt this, that, but it's not true conviction. Conviction always produces something. And that's just thing, what, a, what an amazing grace that is, that we, a very small minority in this world, are convicted of God's holy convicted of the God who saved us. Just a, just a wonderful blessing. Yeah. And again, I think it's, it's important to remember, to mention again, those the means appointed by God for us to grow in the truth, grow in Scripture. We have those abilities. We have those. And uh, whether it's prayer, reading Scripture, evangelism, those things that will strengthen our faith. We have our fellowship with believers and the body, which is also very important. Community. Yes, Eileen. Um. I hope this doesn't cause controversy, but um, so faith comes from hearing. So I'm just thinking of my past um, coming to the Lord. Very often people would witness to me by experience, not by the word. Those experiences may be true. I mean, I remember a neighbor sharing with me how he was healed and God did this. And if I would have put my faith in that, it wasn't true faith because God could very well have not healed him right. and God is still God and the gospel mm. is still the gospel so it's important when we witness that we are testifying to the truth of God's word first 
we can bring experiences right. in to make it personal by bringing the gospel yeah. is what we're sharing, not ourselves or our experiences. Right, right, because those experiences can be yes. powerful, but it it points to the truth of Scripture, right? And that's where that grace comes and saving faith comes from Scripture. But I think that's I think that's important to mention, right? Because you can be, oh wow, that was amazing. So I want, you know, I want that. But right, but not no, you're right. That person wants and needs the truth of Scripture and Christ. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yep. And and, and I think comes from faith comes from hearing. Yeah. The truth first. Your personal experience can, you know, personalize it, but it doesn't make it any more true or less true. You know, that's right. Right. Sorry. Go ahead, Pastor. I was going to say the controversy is this: a lot of people think they witness the people when they've never witnessed at all. Mm-hmm. They shared their experience or something about God. Right. As opposed to the gospel, that God is just, you're under a judgment, and God made a way out. Right. That's right. the gospel. Yep. You know, Jesus loves you and died for your sins. It's part of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. He has a wonderful plan for your life. That's a common, you know. Yep. He, yeah, he does. His plan for his plan is wonderful from his perspective. His plan is wonderful for those who are in hell because that was his wonderful plan. Mm. Um, his plan is wonderful for those who be saved. So you don't want to just go the the normal Sunday school stuff. Share the real gospel. Mm. The wrath of God is revealed, mm. and He's calling you to escape it. Mm. That's the gospel. You know the, the new the new life answers to. A heavenly word, not an earthly word. Right. right. Yep. So, and that's almost every false Christian, the ones that the charlatans that you see on TV, it's always the experience that's yep. higher and more authoritative than the word of God. Right. That's, do we believe that? My experience. You know, there might be some really real experiences, mm-hmm. but the word of God is more powerful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, we, right, and I think we've come all come across those that have, say, you know, I don't, don't deserve to be saved because I was this and I had all of these great sins, right, that God, that I repented from and turned away. And it becomes more of the, as you said, the story than the, the actual, right, what Christ has done in their lives as an example. And it becomes all about the focus on them, right, like what a great sinner was I and then God, you know, Christ reached out to me. So, right, we have to be careful of those and I think we've run across people like right like that that more it's like they're almost like proud of it proud of and again it, what a great blessing right what a miracle that that Christ called them out of that those horrible terrible sins and you know but is it is it the story or the truth of scripture right or the focus the focus on Christ or on what they did in the past and that's we just have to be mindful of that not to Again, to share your experiences, but with the truth of Scripture. Yes, April. That just makes me think that the saving faith, the object of the saving, to be true saving faith, the object has to be the person of Jesus Christ and what the Word reveals about him. It can't be, oh, he healed me, even though that may be true, that's not what produces saving faith. That's good. And I think uh, to kind of piggyback off of uh, what Ms. Evans said, I think one of the things that I, I constantly hear 
because um, Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, mm-hmm. there's the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And people always take that as, you know, I know that I'm going to be healed, or I know something's going to happen for me, and, and their healing will come, but it doesn't always mean an, an, an here. It, it means an eternity sometimes. Right. So there is, you know, those people that have those stories where there are infirmities or different things where, you know, God doesn't take it away from them on this side of eternity. And again, what April said is it's, it's about the saving faith in the work of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with, with our experientials in that sense of it. I mean, that is a byproduct of yeah. a lot of the things, but again, it's, it's the work in the person of Jesus Christ that we need to focus on. Yep. Yes, Cynthia. Well, I know that God gives you the uh, faith to go through whatever it is if he doesn't take it away, just like with um, Paul. You know, he didn't take away that Mm. whatever was going on inside was, you know, in in his flesh. Um, But then he gave him grace Mm. to be able to go through that and 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 that's very true sometimes you get stuff and you never get rid of it mm. you have that infirmity your whole existence here mm. and then god gives you the grace to be able to go through that and not grudgingly mm. that's right. right you know it's like you look at it and you say if i had to do it again i want it to be the same way mm. Because then God is being God, whether he heals you or he doesn't. Yep. God is glorified, right, in all of those things. Thank great discussion today. I pre- appreciate it. So, And we are out of time. So, awesome. Perfect time. Let's uh, pray and go to the service. Great Father, Lord, we just thank you uh, for your gift of salvation. And we just pray that you would strengthen our faith and that we would just not pray that, but live it out, right? Uh, whether it's through the, the word, through prayer, through evangelism, uh, or through fellowship with uh, the believers here. We just, again, thank you and praise you for what you've done and for the, the your word being truth. And just bless us now as we go... To the main service and worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.